Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Improve Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I am your host, Chase Collins, and thank you so much for joining me on this lovely Monday morning. For those of you who are new here, we are building a community of people who are creatives at heart, but also have you know other stuff going on in their lives. And right now, those creative hobbies are just that, hobbies. Um, and they're trying to, I guess, find that balance or strike that balance between being a professional and being a creative. And I, I certainly struggle with that every day. There's been a ton of stuff going on in my life, both personal, professional, and in the creative world. If you've been listening, you know pretty much most of everything that's been going on with me. Um, and that's why I like this podcast so much because I sort of am able to use it as like an accountability project for myself and the listeners are able to use it as a tool to help support each other and everything like that. So I just really happy with the you know the team we're building around here the you know the the group of creatives as i like to say um for those of you who are using this podcast as like an accountability tool how are your goals going what's what's been going on what are your goals for this week did you accomplish your goals from last week let me know in the comment section or shoot me an email at the improved podcast at gmail.com i definitely would love to hear about it um this week on the podcast, we are joined by my good friend Elijah, who just graduated from film school where he was studying out in Rome, Italy, and I wrote his short film that was his thesis project, which he's in the final stages of post-production right now. Like, literally, he is so close. I just recorded an episode with him, and he is this far away from sharing the project out into the world, and I'm just so excited for him and everything like that. Um... So yeah, this is another great episode with him. We go over some of the ins and outs of um, post-production and what he is experiencing sort of with the with all of that. Some of the things we talk about are like lessons learned, some notes on the rough cuts, how important it is for choreography. And it's actually really interesting, like Elijah's perspective, because he's making these doing post-production and then reflecting on like how he could have done better in pre-production and all of that is tying together of course there's time codes below if you want to jump around feel free to do that no hard feelings if you choose to skip something or whatever um obviously that's your prerogative not mine that's why i include the timestamps. if i wanted you to listen to everything i'd say listen to everything but that's not on me um i have some updates for you as well so stick around if you want to hear those and get ready for another episode of the improved podcast improved podcast Godspeed, man. You got this. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. So, fill me in with you, dude. What's up? What's been up, dude? How you been? Uh, man, I don't know. Um, you know, a lot has changed in the past month. Like, literally so much. I don't know when we... I mean, we had our last, like, talk, like, two weeks ago, but um, just so much has changed in general, like, with the film, like, with myself... Like also with just my approach to art and like how this film is going to like maintain my expectations for my future. Like literally so much has changed in a matter of two weeks, but like also you're just keeps shutting down. I don't know what that is. Am I, are you hearing me? I am. Okay. That's odd. Uh, all right. Anyways. Um, so yeah, like just the, um, this whole experience has changed like my understanding of like how filmmaking works and 
like honestly it's crazy because when we first went in um i was kind of like you know i was using my basis for the film was like our script and you know my own stuff that i thought in my head but then yeah, also like thinking. hunger games right yeah. and hunger games like they have like the cinematography that's very like kind of like shotgun it looks like it looks realistic and gritty because it's like all handheld and like very shaky and stuff and I thought like it would just be super easy to implement that. But what I learned was that even in that sense, like you have to do so much meticulous planning on terms of like mm. the camera work and like what you're going to shoot. Mm. And it's like worried to start planning and, and everything, like doing everything for Dawn right now. Like I would spend so much more time in the planning or maybe not more time, but like just more, just be more meticulous with it, you know? Cause like, I really realized like how much the like, direction and how much the cinematography and how much the talent like how much goes into making something that feels professional and it's like i don't think we got there but i think we like at least maintained like this level of like you know i wanted it to look like a like a like a mix between like home cinema and like cinema you know what i'm saying like i wanted it to go like right down the middle i think we went more on like the home youtube video side but like still it was like had i spent more time and had i like had more experience on something like this, I think it could have been a lot better. And like, I'm really excited for my next project, whatever that's going to be. I'm excited to work with people again on this, um, on like other things. And I'm excited to like just wrap up the film, but yeah. So as of now we're finished editing, everything's like in place, you know, nothing's moving, you know, except for like, obviously we're going to do VFX and sound design and everything. So some things might move a little bit, but for the most part the the edit is finished and you know, we have like a, we have a film, <laughs> um, but man, I like didn't, I, it's so, it's so crazy. Like just such a learning experience, but yeah, no, like so much has changed in the past two weeks and like really like just locking myself in my room and finishing the film was like the thing that required that I was required. You know, it's like, cause I'd spent so much time, you know, like just being afraid of the film because I wasn't happy with where it was. And then I just had to eventually just say, we got to get it done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. And it's not yeah. that I like ever stopped working on it. I was always working on it, like every day. Like I was working on it at least like a few hours every day and it just like wasn't getting anywhere, you know? But I think now we're at a level where it's like, okay, it's a watchable movie. Like it's not <laughs> terrible, you know? But yeah. honestly, like the reception, like, cause one thing I want to say is like, you know, when I showed the rough cut to people and this is the rough cut, this is like, really bad. Um, people were like, man, like your film is so good. Like people were like, people were talking to me who hadn't even seen it. We're like, dude, your film's so good. And I'm like, no, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, like, now in its state where I'm okay with it a little bit more, hopefully, like, people really like it. But I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how to gauge things. <laughs> I'm really bad with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I remember um, the last time we talked, you showed me um, the, like, rough cuts of scene one and two, maybe? Yeah, scene one right. and scene yeah. two. And I, yeah. you know, gave you a list of feedback and notes and things that like, mm -hmm. hey, I think this would really help the film. And then I know then you, you know, you said like, okay, I got to think about this. And then you went and talked to your professor and it sounded like he had similar notes and like much right. better ideas onto how to execute the notes. Mm -hmm. And it from there, like just our messages back and forth, it seemed like you had a clear direction of like oh yeah like here i can go and do mm -hmm. this now and mm -hmm. part of that i think was being like more willing to cut segments or sections right. that weren't yeah. working like i know like the intro was pretty long there was some like 
weird edits with um, stuff that was in the script that you had filmed and shot and were trying to work into the film, but they just grinded the story to the whole. They like weren't working. And it was like, yeah, just get rid of that stuff. Like if it's not serving yeah. the story, if it's not pushing the narrative forward, just cut it and, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I think it sounds like you were more willing to leave stuff on the cutting room full cutting room floor and make mm -hmm. that um step and able to push it to a, a level where you're happy with it now which is important mm -hmm. yeah i mean more it's like there were the, there were like two scenes which to me needed literally so much work because like after a certain point you're watching the film and, and all of a sudden you know the mistakes that you make start to kind of fade away because you know, the film's just going so fast and you just have so much to intake. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just keep track of every little like misaligned cut and everything like that. So first, the the first and the second scene were the hardest to get through. I would say I spent more time on those two scenes than I spent on the entire film, like on oh, the wow. other parts. Yeah. And it's like, just because I wanted to like really tighten those screws. Uh, and it's like, part of it is, like I said, the camera direction, part of it is, the fact that we did everything handheld, like there's just so many like little things. Um, once again, it could have been like arranged in a different way, but I think like I just learned so much from this project and like, yeah, it, it's like, I wasn't really happy with it, but also like, you know, one thing I learned is like, if you're going to do a voiceover kind of narration thing, like we did, you want to spend time like going between the narration to like the visuals, the narration to the visuals. And there's ways of doing that, but there's also ways of really overloading the viewer. And so it was like really like that first scene was like trying to find this balance between like not overloading, overloading the viewer, but also like trying to get the story across, not trying to spend too much time on it, you know, and like also remembering like this is the first scene, but it's also sort of just exposition. So we have to like go to the next one and the next one's going to be the real first scene. Mm -hmm. So it was like all these like little things. Um, but after a certain point, I definitely realized like there's, this is going nowhere. Like, you know, um, the first scene and second scene, they're, they're good enough for me, but like in general, like, you know, I can only spend so much time on it, you know? And like, we, yeah, we got to like get it moving. We got to go to the next thing. Um, but it's been a huge learning experience and like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that I did it, but like, you know, my next project is going to be so different. Like I'm definitely going to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I, that I went through. Also, like, it's hard to, you know, get a film from like a kind of rough state to like an actual, like good, state like if you don't have any guidance or like mentorship or anything like that and that was something that i really struggled with like i had a few times when i talked to people about like what i can do with the edit but in general it was on me to like figure it out so i mean that was interesting too like this is my first you know films my first narrative piece like you know figuring that all out like essentially on the job you know and like of course like i would extend the deadline like two months later of course i would you know but like in the future, like, I really want to stick to the deadlines and I really want to, like, plan out better. So that way, you know, measure once, cut, cut or measure, measure twice, cut once. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, that That's whole it. thing. Yeah. 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 And I know there was, like, an interview with Daniel Radcliffe when he was producing mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the Harry Potter films or he was in the Harry Potter films. And mm -hmm. he said something like, it averages out to, like, every three weeks of filming is seven seconds of usable film that like makes yeah. it into the movie like, <laughs> that's wild like holy yeah. cow that's you know that's just crazy the time and attention and like the takes it takes to get everything right like everything has to align perfectly for that right. shot 
for the one shot. Right. Like, and if there's a background extra who's like not hitting their cue right, it's like okay, reset. Even though everything yeah. else was perfect, it's like that guy was off, and so we got to redo it. And that's why, mm. yeah, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of planning. And no yeah. matter how much, and sometimes your actors don't know the line on the day, and it's like okay, well, that puts a stop on everything. And so, yeah, well, also like you know, planning. I thought. I thought like um, having two cameras always rolling and, you know, have, doing all, spending all this time planning, spending, spending all this time, like just doing like shoot after shoot after shoot after shoot and being like, okay, let's go again. No take. Like you just need a bigger team. Like if you want to get like something really professional quality, you need a bigger team. Like you can't do it all on your own. You know, I had like the assistant director and me and essentially we were the only ones who like really knew the script. We were the only ones who really knew like how essentially this, like these scenes were supposed to go. And yeah. I was the only one that like actually paid attention and like watch hunger games, you know? So like also like generally, you know, my camera stuff was the only one that was usable. And we had like three people, four people operating cameras sometimes, you know, yeah. like, I mean, not obviously, obviously like in total, like we probably mm -hmm. had like four different people, but like two cameras and, and they were always rolling. And it's like literally like 75% of the footage is completely like useless, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, just more time planning and like more, more, more hands on deck. Like honestly, yeah. I would say. Well, and like but, I think mm -hmm. the having you know you had like a vision in mind and you wanted to shoot it handheld and have it be sort of a shotgun, running gun type of movie. Right. And for Hunger Games, like it has that feel to it, but mm -hmm. I'm sure during the making of it, it didn't feel that way at all. And one oh. of the one of the um like you know infamous fight scenes of like the last or at least the 2010s was in the kingsman did you see that movie mm -hmm. um well there's like an iconic oneer. it's like a one edited to make it look like it's a one shot um one take type of fight scene and if you watch the behind the behind the scenes of that that scene being filmed they're like doing crazy camera movements in order to do like this meshing of the cuts yeah yeah the stitching of cuts and it's like all of that just to make it look like a winner and there's all of this planning and choreography and mm -hmm. choreographing the camera movement in order to make sure mm -hmm. that oh in the edit these will line up well and that's you know just mm -hmm. stuff you have to maybe not i mean of, of course plan out but at least having it in the back of your mind of like okay, I know, and that's why it's so important to have the script like in your head when you're filming these takes yeah. so that you know how it's going to transition. Oh, man, and it was so sick watching the transition from scene one to mm -hmm. scene two, even on the rough cut I saw when it like mm -hmm. transitioned into that sick like synth, um, you know, Blade Runner type of shot, and it was like, mm -hmm. no, 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 and then Dawn, like the title sequence pops up. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's so sick. Like it looked, it, it was really cool. It made it feel like, oh, this is a real movie now. And, mm -hmm. you know, the first scene of the movie, how I wrote it, was very much like, okay, we're doing a lot of world building right now. We're doing a lot of scene setting. We're mm -hmm. letting the audience know, like, what's this character's mental state? What's the world that he lives mm -hmm. in? And, yeah, I, 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 don't, I haven't seen the edit now, but I know it was working during, during the, the rough cut. Um, and it was, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is really cool like there's a lot there's mm -hmm. a lot going on and then boom smash cut to like on the bicycle or on the motorcycle mm -hmm. going and now it's dawn it's like oh man like something's <laughs> going on it's it very cool 
Yeah. So definitely yeah. kudos to you, man. Good job. Thank you. Um, you mentioned choreography and that is huge. So massive. Like I can't even like, like literally luckily, you know, we had a few people who had like done theater before. So they mm. knew a bit about like choreography and like just having like, like just getting the placement right. But it's like one scene that like took so long for us to actually film was, you know, the scene where Lacey is shooting the people in the garage. Right. And so, you know, I, I tried to do this thing. I wanted to make it look very like authentic. Like the, there was a camera guy there, you know, you know, as she like shot these people, you know, the camera guy would like duck and then it would stitch to another cut and then everything like that. Right. But nice. literally I could not get it right because she would like make the noise, like she's shooting them. And then like they would fall and then like the camera would turn and it's just like, it, it wasn't right. And it's like, that was like one infamous moment. Like we we filmed that like maybe three times until the actors were like, uh, you know, like they just weren't having a good time. And like, obviously like they were, um, they weren't like the, the main stay actors that were like, you know, they were there for maybe like half the time, maybe a quarter yeah. of the time. So like, they weren't as exposed to like how many times we were used to like redoing things. So they, they had problems with it, but like still like that was just like a one small example but like if you look throughout the film there's other points where just like the placement is just a little off you know just like the tiniest bit and it's like had we just like had some sticks to just put them on the floor or something like that you know like how oh, much better yeah. would the film be um, right right it's it's exciting because it's like it makes me like want to say like okay like maybe maybe i should try this again you know maybe i should like you know but i need some guidance because it's like i've learned like how much i don't know from this project and essentially like that is the most terrifying thing because I mean, not only was I doing, you know, the planning and, you know, not only did I come up with like the original structure of the story, like also, the, you know, I was doing the, the shooting, the directing, the editing. Now I'm doing the audio. I was doing also the lighting, you know, uh, special effects, like, you know, ev like everything. And, you know, it like, obviously that's not like a huge thing if it's like a, you know, 30 minute short film, but it's like, it, it's taxing because you're not on the project for, you know, I don't know, a week, a month, a, a little bit, like you're, you're on the project for like a year and a half, essentially. Like if you're, if you really don't know what you're doing, like I was, you know? Um, so yeah, I know my next one's going to be a lot smoother than this and this is a learning experience, but like, man, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid of like releasing this and everyone's like, man, this, this sucks. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm just yeah. so afraid of that because I did really like just work my ass off to like make this work and it, it works, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on the day, I guess. Yeah, Honestly. well, I, I mean, I think, I I think you're being probably like too hard on yourself, and mm. I, you know, because you were saying like, oh, dude, scene one and scene two are awful. They're like the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah, like I don't even want to send it to you. <laughs> and then you sent it to me, and I was like, dog, this is awesome. Like it's fantastic. Like <laughs> I thought it was leagues ahead of um the rough cuts of uh scene like eight and eleven or whatever you showed. Really. Me yeah league's better i was like the yeah insane great i thought it was so so polished it worked really well um mm. so i i was like blown away i thought it was i great. guess we'll so, see yeah we'll see man so you also said i've watched this okay. film like hundreds of times <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's obviously lost that like awe factor for me but yeah who knows yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't know, man. I think it'll. I think it'll be better than you expected. Um, and also, don't like, don't set expectations too high. Not in terms of like the quality of the film. I mean, in terms mm -hmm. of like, 
the reception and the reach it's gonna get like i don't i don't imagine this will go like crazy viral and be one of those short films like it's like a million plus views on youtube like no No, this is is like we'll be lucky to get 100 views on this motherfucker man right (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you know i think it was like it was really cool but i think what i'm gonna do next actually i think my next step because originally i wanted to do like this whole like marketing thing of like showing it to people and stuff but i think this is really valuable as like a learning lesson so i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to take it to actual like professional editors and like see if we can like do like live breakdowns and i can like you know hey it's like what do you think of this and then they'll give me some ideas and like i can like keep these all down and then like edit that into like some behind the scenes thing as well you know so it's like here's some some mistakes i made like a lesson learned right right all that um it's a great and i'm sure like I realized that there's some obvious things in, in the edit, which I'm not really aware of that are just like missing or like not really aligned so well. And I don't know what they are, but there's only one way. And it's like actually having someone look over the film for me. Yeah. I'm hoping when it comes together, like no one's disappointed, I guess. You know? No, man. I think, I think everyone's going to be really proud of you. I know I'm super proud of you. Um, I think, I think it's going to go well, as well as it can. I think right. we'll hit that gonna go great. okay yeah yeah I'm, I'm hoping for as well as it can <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm like actually surprised that you didn't like you know scene eight scene 11 like those scenes because I, I also worked really hard on those and like i was really happy with those those are the scenes that i liked but like yeah. you didn't you weren't you weren't a huge fan of them um i think well i that was my first I, you know, I wasn't there for the filming. I wasn't there for like Mm -hmm. when scene locations got changed, uh, when, Mm -hmm. or not changed, but just like from what I wrote in the script, I had like a vision of what I expected it to be. And then when those scenes type, those types of things changed, I was like thrown off and taken out and I was like, wait, what the fuck? What happened to my script? You know? And so that was probably most, mostly what it is. And so I need to. What I, that's what I regret about like my first notes to you. They mm-hmm. were totally unhelpful. And I, like, I apologize for that because I was, I was just expecting something different in my head, but like you were there throughout the filming. So you knew what to expect when you went into the edit. And so that's where mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what, what happened? Like, like what are some of the notes that like you didn't feel were helpful? Oh, like, I don't remember <laughs> like talking about probably like actors performances and actors age and um talking about Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like scene locations it's like yeah chase this movie's already filmed we're not gonna reshoot or do pickups (laughs) what that's not a helpful note um and that actually made me think about all the times i've provided feedback like that in the past like 10 15 years of being a (laughs) somewhat adult is like Mm -hmm. what chase like you like if something's already set in stone critique around the things that can be changed to help yeah. make the product better as opposed to like yeah. going back to the drawing board and that was a a good lesson to learn um i wish i learned it earlier because um, it's just okay. unhelpful feedback or like it's like chase why are you critiquing something i have no control over <laughs> that's not helpful yeah. it's like yeah. You're right, man. It's not helpful. I should be focused <laughs> well, I, on I think, what we can You know, do I, I do this thing to... where it's like, I think I get this because of my mom. Like, I just spent so much time, like, fighting with my mom. Whenever, like, I am told, like, with this film specifically, like, 
shorten this, like cut this, like remove this, like all that stuff. Like I, I hear that a lot, like from people that have shown the film. And it's like every time it's something that like literally just I cannot cut because if I cut it, the film doesn't work. Like every time it's one of those, I literally it's like water off my back. I don't even like think about it. You know, it's just like okay, like I, I see your point, but like literally, if you were if you were in this chair editing this film, like you would understand why it's there. You know, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things like that, and it's not. It's really not just for me. It's like other people as well. Um, but yeah. Also, one thing I noticed about like. You know, when I was reading it, like, it's such a fast script. Like, the script is incredibly fast. And I don't know if you, like, did this intentionally, but, like, the film is, like, written very fast. And I think that's why it was filmed so fast. You know, I think that's why, like, the pacing seems, like, so, like, rapid. Like, I, you know, I, I've, like, watched it a few times. And, like, every time, like, one of my things I walk away with is, like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, <laughs> it just went so fast. Um, and I think that's, like, because of how, how it was written down and, like, that's how I tried to film it. You know, it was um, like, that's another thing with like planning. Like, you know, if we were to like do another draft, like I would probably say like, let's find places that we can slow this down, but not, not just like, cause, cause what happens is for me, like my way of like handling that like quick pace is like, okay, let's essentially just like stop where we can. Let's just like take a minute to breathe. So like, that's why we have the moment where Dax enters the garage. That's why we have the moments like, in between the the narration, like where he pauses, and then you can see some visuals, and then he goes back to the narration and pause. Um, that's why, like for moment for scene two, you know when we're first like introduced to the like actual characters and everything like that, you know, it's Dax like waiting, you know, for like the car to show up. Like it's like because everything just happens so quick, and I like I wonder, you know, if that's like an editing thing, or filming thing, or like a writing thing. But once again, I I really feel like it's just something that like. I picked up on like I can definitely plan my projects out in the future better but um yeah. I it was think... a complete like not related to what we were just talking about but anyways no I mean I think it's a good point and you know mm -hmm. I've also I've learned a ton from you and throughout this experience and I've become like a more experienced mm -hmm. writer and I'm more familiar with what it takes to get a script from a spec script draft like you're writing a script on speculation that it will sell compared to like so you have your 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 initial script and then you have like a shooting script and those are mm. completely different beasts really um yeah okay. yeah and so i wrote this as a as a a traditional script like it is there's very little camera or like shot direction or camera angles um mm -hmm. like built into the script and that's because I wanted to keep it just to the story. So it, the script is very, it's focused on story. And that's why it probably feels like a quick read, a quick pace, because it's just, mm -hmm. hey, this is everything you need to know to understand the story. And if right. what we should have done, and I'm, I'm, I'm so upset that we didn't do this, um, mm -hmm. but what we should have done was you and me read through the script together and then talk through like okay so what's the shot here and then i could explain like well this is what i would do and then you would take it and massage it into what your vision is and then we would turn it into a shooting script and like okay these this is these are the shot lists like let's storyboard out like what this transition looks like and what are we actually where where's the voiceover gonna fall over which shots we would like plan all that out in a shooting mm -hmm. script before we even go to like yeah getting you know, going to set and filming actors. 
Right. Yeah. Well, if like, you know, part of the problem, like, I mean this, okay. So there were so many things that we learned, even like while filming, one of the things was like, you know, okay, rehearse. <laughs> like we thought, oh, well they know their lines. They can just show up. But like basically around, yeah, like halfway through or like maybe like a third of the way through, we started um, actually like rehearsing and we realized how much quicker the everything was going. And like assistant director got in, there, got in her groove um, the actors got in their groove and like they all started like learning to communicate with each other better. And like it was because we did this like, you know, rehearsing thing. But it's like, you know, I kind of wish we had also like it was me and you. And then, you know, the the other guy was supposed to be like a camera operator. Like I wish like he was also in on the like these scenes. But like the thing is on one of these days, like for scene one, I knew scene one was going to be a problem. I mean, like also another thing is like scene one, you know, we have like a lot of interaction with the cat and we just couldn't include everything, you know, cause it's just like, we couldn't get the cat to obviously do what we wanted, you know? Um, and we stayed up for like hours trying to get this cat to like, okay, jump on the table. Okay. Jump on the table. And I was like, all right, you know, G, you know, this, that's the camera guy. You know, I, I said, G let's, you know, um, let's actually plan out how we're going to film this scene. And then he was like, you know, cats, just, you know, they don't do what you want. And you know, all this thing. And he was like, like just so unmotivated to like, actually like, get something like good on paper. Cause he was like, we got to just do it like on the day. And it's like, it was kind of discouraging for me because, you know, like I said, like I had my own camera direction and ideas and then he had his own ideas. And so we had to like, kind of like work with it. But eventually we, I, I sort of just ended up doing whatever I wanted to do in the end. And like, it's like, I think that was something which like, I wish I had actually like done and spent time on. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I wish like I had, like, I wish we had talked. I wish I had talked with, like, another person. And, like, we, you know, all collaborated and, like, actually got together shooting scripts or, like, even a storyboard, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Lots of lessons learned, man. Um, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast. I forget the whole name of it. But mm -hmm. it's called Inside of You. And it was featuring James Gunn. And so I was interested to you know watch it because james gunn is you know a great director and filmmaker and right. screenwriter yeah. and everything like that and just hearing his approach to directing on set and mm -hmm. it was very collaborative i was surprised at just how collaborative he was as someone who's yeah. the writer director producer on like a lot of these a lot of his films now he's doing everything but then on the day of shooting He's like willing to throw every all the preparation out the window in order to talk yeah. to his VFX supervisor or his stunt coordinator and see like, hey, does this look bad? Does is this mm -hmm. is this a bad shot? Like, how can we improve this? And you know, yeah. he'll take their feedback and take their notes, and it's like, yeah, okay, let's do that, let's do that. And it's very <laughs> interesting, just like how collaborative yeah. and willing to like accept feedback and incorporate it into the day of shooting is like very. Mm -hmm. I took a lot of good lessons from that. It's just like, yeah, this, as much as it's my baby, like once it, yeah. once you start pulling in other people, like it becomes more than just yourself and it's right. um, a much bigger, it's much yeah. bigger than just you, you know? I was also a huge element to Dawn because, you know, I did all this planning and like, yeah, sometimes, you know, coming up to the day of shooting, like, oh, we don't have this location. I've spent weeks, you know, literally like weeks 
reaching out to people. Hey, can I use your office location? You know, and like getting no feedback, getting no response or like getting like a, a single email, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, I'll talk to my boss like this and that. And it's like none of them, you know? Um, but it was like, kind of like that in, in every sense of the film, like just, we kind of had to be ready to like be on the move and just like have things work when they can. And a lot of that required like, I don't know what the hell to do right now. <laughs> and like, you know, someone on the crew luckily had the exact solution. Like I told you about the situation with Rodrigo, like we were going to have someone else play Rodrigo. And then literally on the day of like, he wasn't there, you know? <laughs> and it's like, all right, <laughs> what are we going to do? We can't not film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's a huge part of filmmaking. I think, um, but there are some people who, who prefer to have like more control over it. And um, I mean, more power to them, honestly. I think there's a certain level, like level, level, uh, which like if you're really good at what you do, you can do that. But I was not. I am not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and something was interesting, that. too, like watching behind the scenes of like Wolf of Wall Street, which I mm. believe was directed by Martin Scorsese. And he they talked about like, yeah, we had this film and if all the actors, you know, they're professionals, right? So they're coming in, they know their lines, but then they spend a whole entire day just choreographing the scene. And it's like just choreographing, just talking, thinking through yeah. like how everything is going to work. Like who's going to come in, like who's going to point, yeah. who's going to laugh at what time. And all of this choreography goes in and then they come in the next day to like actually shoot it. And then they just tear down everything that they did. They had like a night to rest on it and they realized it was bad. And then they start going again and they, you know, pull off like an amazing sequence. And that rings true of yeah. um, the dark Knight as well. Um, that Christopher mm -hmm. Nolan Batman movie, he, there's the scene in the hospital with Harvey Dent and the Joker and they have, it's just the Joker talking because Harvey Dent is, you know, in the hospital and can't speak at the time and so he has no lines the actor but he's sitting there and they're choreographing like okay well what is my reaction going to be like when you know the joker does this and then what's the angle going to be and how am i going to be interacting with him and performing against that with no dialogue and that's like a huge element to like the work the actor puts in when they're in the scene but they're not yeah. speaking they're still performing they're still you know, responding to the right. environment around them and right. the the actor who's pr giving dialogue. And there's just a lot of choreography that goes into it. And then on top of that, you have camera movement and then the director's direction and like evoking the correct performance that the director wants for the film. It's, mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to have that script locked in your head. It's like, no, I know it doesn't make sense like shooting it like this on this day in this exact moment. But in the context of the script, like it's morning, so you have to be dro be droggy or or groggy or whatever, uh, and so yeah, it's just all of those pieces have to come together like a yeah for one perfect shot. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know what's next. Probably gonna yeah. take a minute from filmmaking, honestly. I mean, maybe I should just keep going. <laughs> I don't. that episode with my good friend elijah oh my gosh i'm so proud of that kid man and he's so smart right like you can hear it 
in his voice he he's like really reflective and i've never fully like appreciated that about um not him well i guess yeah about him <laughs> and it's like good that's a really good thing and a very rare quality to be like self-aware and self-reflective and gosh i didn't even think about like how this podcast is sort of like forcing him or forcing me to reflect on this process like as it's happening it's very interesting experience i'm sure we're gonna look back on this like whoa that was wild and we probably like learned a lot more than if we would have just done the film or done the script done the film and released it as opposed to like doing this constant continual reflection um exercise that is the improved podcast so interesting i'm like i don't know i'm almost even looking at this pro this improved podcast as like a new lens i don't know i gotta i gotta i gotta ponder this this just hit me right as i press the record button i was like maybe i'll talk about this and now here i am talking about it but i don't really have a point to make it's just something i want to think about a little bit more and maybe ask elijah like yo what are your thoughts on this man have you been feeling the same thing have you not been feeling the same thing what what are you feeling man <laughs> Anyways, I apologize. I'm starting off crazy for the outro, but um, thank you all so much for listening, and thank you so much for um, making it to the outro. That's probably like a weird thing to say, right? But no, genuinely, I genuinely feel that. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. I did want to go over a couple of things from my, uh, from the perspective of like my goals that I'm working on and achieving and everything like that. Uh, so. It's the end of July. Holy cow. Wow, it's about to be August. That's eight months of 2023 we just experienced, or month eight we're about to start on. Wild, absolutely wild. Can't believe it's already at the end of J July. Oh, my gosh, in the beginning of August. Yikes, man. How's your freaking goals doing, right? I feel like I have not achieved a single one of my goals when it comes to, like, professional goals or – um, really screenwriting goals and also there's a strike going on so how much work can I actually like achieve which is the perfect excuse right it's like what am I gonna do there's a strike I can't do anything it's like yeah but you can still bank content baby that's what I'm doing I'm banking content um, anyways yeah so things that I've been going on and doing um, well I obviously I've joined this writers group so that's been keeping me quite busy um i've been doing a lot of reading and participating in these industry talks and it's just been you know great i really feel like i genuinely have found a community for myself so i'm super stoked on that um gonna keep working keep writing hopefully get involved in some of those workshops and workshop some of my own stuff my own projects um of course i'm still um waiting to incorporate feedback from all of my friends and family when it comes to touch my animated feature so that's gonna be wicked cool bro wicked um but in the meantime like while i'm waiting on my friends and family to give feedback i am working on my new script uh kind of right i'm taking a not taking a break i'm really approaching this systematically because the subject matter of the screenplay is so like sensitive and i want to get it right it's so important that i get this right and before I even like put pen to paper, so to speak, or start outlining or start brainstorming, you know, story arcs and everything like that, I want to make sure my heart's in the right place when I write this movie. So that's something I've been really thinking about. Right? It's like, where's your heart at, kid? Let's get real. 
So I'm trying to really explore that. Like, what is drawing me to this story? And I wrote like, you know, this giant, not giant, it's like a one pager, right? Like a big, a paper that sort of describes like what I am feeling when I'm when I'm thinking about this movie why am I drawn towards it what about how can my voice like change the film the genre of film that I'm trying to write so or influence it how where does my voice even speak obviously I'm all over the place I did write this thing I could read it out right now but I I don't want to it's just for me just for me baby and maybe producers when I pitch the film to them um but Regardless, that's sort of what I've been doing. Um, I finally feel sort of confident that, like, yeah, Chase, your heart's in the right place. This is a good story to tell. Let's go ahead and start outlining. Um, I've been doing a bunch of research on, like, it's a historical drama, right? So I've been doing a bunch of research on the time period that it's set in, as well as the, um, like, global politics of the world in the time that it's set in i think that's important and how that influenced these things of course like the world is was pretty small back then it wasn't as global and that maybe sounds strange but right like we didn't have the internet when this time period when this film is set so what happened globally was really like 20 miles down the road like that's global for these folks of course like you know they have seafaring travels and everything so that's also global whatever maybe i'm not making a great point but either way i'm trying to focus on the story and understand the world that i'm dipping my toes into before i really even start writing and that's what i'm that's what i'm doing maybe i'm going about it the wrong way but that's the only way i will feel comfortable enough to actually put pen to paper so i'm finally feeling like i've done enough work um to get into more of the nitty-gritty details of that research um I really want to start reading some like historical or like personal accounts um, from that time period, like like maybe journals or diaries from um, ladies of the house, so to speak, or whatever it's called. Um, see there, like that's something I should know if I'm trying to write a script. I should know what the like the matriarchy is called. Whatever, I don't know. Get out of my face, dude. I'm figuring this out on my own. We're, I'm not on my own. I'm figuring this out on the fly. That's what I meant to say. I misspoke there. Figuring it out on the fly with a lot of help, not on my own. Anyways, I think that's about it for me, man. I've rambled on way too long about ideas that are f half-baked, right? Oh, gosh. Half-baked ideas on the Improved Podcast. What's new? That's kind of what this podcast is built for, right? Just half-baked ideas, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um Anyways, uh, if you have goals that are less than half-baked or more than half-baked, feel free to shoot me an email on the Improved Podcast at theimprovedpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Green Bean for all of our musical intros and outros. Gosh, what a legend for making these musics. Um, I want to thank you, the listener, for listening and sharing and leaving these five stars reviews it is super super awesome i love these five star reviews they feed my ego and I, one day it's gonna get so big my head's gonna pop i know it um but until that day comes man i'm just gonna keep hounding you for those five star reviews please i need more uh no i'm just messing around man do what you want leave whatever review you want um what dang there was another Thing that I wanted to say and I forget what it was am I just gonna move on oh this is the thing that I wanted to say man classicstudios.com I have that website um, and it's kind of been like 
what do I, how do I say this? Stagnant? No. Um, defunct, maybe, for the last couple of months. Um, and that's on me. Obviously, I'm the owner <laughs> of this website and company and, and improved podcast host. So, but I'm revitalizing it. That's the whole point. I'm bringing it back up to speed, baby. I'm releasing my first blog in about three months tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but Friday. So, everyone go check that out it's going to be the best blog you've ever heard um or read whatever i don't have audio for it maybe i should probably won't do that anyways i'm gonna let you all go you can obviously tell i'm delirious uh but i'll see you next monday for another episode of the improve podcast goodbye